Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode, we have a coaching call with Eva, a branding expert from Portugal. Eva has gained some nice traction on Instagram and delivers her clients a highly customized service when it comes to her entire onboarding process. But her attention to detail and propensity for perfectionism could lead to burnout as she tries to scale her business. So today we explore how to scale your business without losing your personal connection with clients. We'll get started right after this quick message from our sponsors. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hey guys, you've got enough tough decisions to make every month as you grow your business. Picking your next great book to read should not be one of them. With Book of the Month, you can forget about the hassle of browsing through endless shelves or scrolling infinitely through an overwhelming amount of book options online. Book of the Month simplifies the process of finding the next great thing to read by offering a carefully selected lineup of five to seven titles to pick from each month. From gripping thrillers to heartwarming romance and everything in between, I'm personally really excited about this new announcement from Book of the month, curated audiobooks. Since you're listening to podcasts, I assume that you like audiobooks and you're like me, you're more of a downloader than a page turner. And this is your moment. I'm right here with you. I've picked out my selections for March already and you can too. Joining book of the month is super easy, very affordable. Plus for a limited time, new members can get their first book for just $9.99 with code CHIRP. Visit bookofthemonth.com now to pick your next great read. That's bookofthemonth.com with promo code CHIRP, C-H-I-R-P, or click the link in our show description. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm Preston Lee from Milo.co and joining me on the air today is my good friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey Clay, what? how you doing? What's up? Good man, how are you doing? Good. I'm like flattered that you are uh, joining us on the air today because it's the middle of December and I know you are like uh, trying to take <laughs> December off. And I just really appreciate it, man. So yeah, welcome. for sure, man. I love these yeah. things. Are you at home? Are you in the office today? I'm in the office. I made it to the office just for these uh, these recordings. <laughs> oh, you're the man. Did you? Was my package there? My uh, I sent it, you a gift. Yeah, it is. I have not had a chance to open it yet. So, oh, dude, I don't okay, know you got to tell me when you open it. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for it. It's either really lame or really awesome. I'm hoping it's really awesome. Uh, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it. It came right from uh from the people I ordered it from. So you'll have to let me know. All anyway, right. maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll clue in the listeners next time. But uh, joining us on the air today is our new friend Eva, calling from from Portugal. Hey, Eva. Hello. How are y'all doing? Doing good. We're good, excited good, to good. have you calling us from around the world. It's, it must be getting kind of late where you're at. It's currently 7 p.m. So it's okay. a bit cold. Colder than I would like. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Are you originally uh, from there? Yeah, born and raised. 
Oh, wow. Okay, cool. She was telling me, like, I hope my accent's not too bad. And I was like, accent? What accent, right? <laughs> well, I noticed I noticed that you said y'all. And I thought that was just a, a very Texas <laughs> thing, you know, or a Southern thing. So I think it's an internet thing. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, in any case, very impressive. And we're excited to have you on the call today. Um, always excited to have uh, new friends, people we haven't met before. And I'd, I'd love for you to just maybe give us an idea of what your business looks like, uh, what you're currently working on, maybe introduce yourself to the listeners and to us so that we can get a feel for what you're doing. Absolutely. So I'm currently 23 years old and I'm a brand designer and strategist. And my work tends to focus on just bold, bright, colorful brands for small businesses. And I, I guess I'll just jump into my current problem, which is because these projects tend to be um, kind of long, like at least a month, <laughs> um, I like to make the whole client experience uh, personal, high touch, uh, custom, etc. And mm-hmm. kind of trying to find a balance between delivering all of that value, but also making things easier for myself so that I don't have to redo the same steps all the time, uh, gets tough just figuring out where the line should be. Yeah, that's that's for sure an issue, you know, if you're trying to scale, but also keep sort of that concierge feel very custom, very high touch, very personalized. Mm-hmm. I think that's something definitely interesting we can dive into today. Tell us, before we get into the the nitty-gritty of that, so I, I think it's going to be fantastic here. We'll push pause on that for just a second. Tell us maybe currently who your, who your clients are, like who's your ideal client, or maybe who are the clients you work the most with right now. Um, and yeah, I'll start there. Let's start with your clients. Yeah, so usually my clients are uh, small businesses or solopreneurs. Uh, in the creative areas, so I've had both product and service-based, from cookie designers to photographers um, all over the world, too, so internationally. And actually, they're mostly British or uh, American clients, which is fun because I'm in Portugal. Um, But their main issue usually is um, they blend in a lot, and they're an online business, and they... They're wanting to sell through social media, but they kind of feel flat, like all their posts and their content and the way that they promote their business feels flat. And once we kind of dig deeper, usually the problem relates back to the business foundations. So because they kind of DIY the whole thing and just wanted to get out there, they had just started their own business and they just wanted to see if the idea worked, um, the strategy and the brand strategy bit um, was kind of left in the back burner. And once Mm. they try and scale things, it kind of goes back to bite them um, and things start not falling to pieces, but not working as well as they should. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, we've even recommended on this show, like if you've got a new idea or you uh, just want to see if you can get your business off the ground, like don't don't spend tons and tons of time on your logo or your brand or all of these mm-hmm. ideas. You can oh, always yeah. come back and visit that later. But then exactly. some of us don't come back and visit it, or or uh, or maybe when it's time to, we find someone like you. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think that the biggest problem, business. Are kind. I think that businesses are kind of like people. They grow and they evolve. But the graphics or the visuals or the strategy that people or their owners initially lay out, uh, they don't always get the love and the work that they deserve. And those are staying the same. And the business is trying to grow, but it can't because it's being uh, pulled back by all of those old ideas and mm-hmm. old uh, values that were initially um, what the owner had in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's such a widespread problem, uh, particularly, <laughs> like you said, in this in this very small business. Solopreneurs are very small businesses. Mm-hmm. Just still really trying to get off the ground, even if they've been in business for a few years. I even I even feel that quite often. Just like, like does, you know, does my brand actually represent something or... or 
Um, you know, is it kind of a mess? Uh, I'm curious. You, you said you have a lot of uh, clients in the UK and mm-hmm. in the US. Uh, yeah. How do you find your clients or how do they find you primarily? Um, it's a mixture between referrals, which is always great, and social media, actually. Most of my best dream clients actually came from Instagram, which I feel like is a very... That's interesting. Yeah, it's a very um, not typical thing to happen. Um, but I feel that the inquiry process, meaning I don't take clients from the DMs, I make everyone who's actually interested in working with me kind of uh, filling out a form, going through a call. So it t- kind of just gets vetted over and over again until I just get the people who are actually interested. They know the budget up front so that I don't get your too expensive kind of uh, objections. Um, mm-hmm. So they just get vetted over and over again. And at the end, because they've seen the type of content that I post, um, my uh, aesthetic and the bold, bright visuals that I like to create, they relate to those. And they're looking for something like that to stand out uh, from the rest of their industry peers. You hear us talking on the show all the time about social media and the importance of marketing yourself online as you grow your business. That's because social has played a huge role in both of our businesses as we've grown them, but actually getting customers from your social accounts to your website and ultimately to make a purchase can sometimes be more difficult than it should be. If you need a simple solution, I recommend you try getting a .bio domain from Porkbun. That's .bio, .bio. You can put it in your LinkedIn bio. You can put it wherever you want to put it so that people can get directly to your website. We've partnered with Pork bun a lot over the years for two reasons. First of all, we trust them and they offer better deals on domain names than anyone else that we know about. And right now you can get a .bio domain name for less than $3 at Porkbun. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a short, memorable, and professional .bio domain name to share yourself with the world. Just visit porkbun.com slash freelance or click the link in this episode's description. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com slash freelance and you can get a .bio domain for $3 right now. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so so can I ask what, what uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your website. Um, you're not a typical, correct me if I'm wrong, just like a, if I need a logo, then I'll do a logo. You, do you do oh, no. like an entire brand strategy, correct? Yeah. So okay. I actually, I just worked with a copywriter. She actually sent the final files today. And mm. that's one of the frequently asked questions. Uh, it's the, can you, I think I just need a logo. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. long story short, I just, I don't believe any business just needs a logo. One thing is when you're kind of starting out. And you need to scrap things together just to test the actual product or service Mm -hmm. that you're looking to sell. Um, But once you're in the, okay, I want to make a brand out of this. I know the main product works and I want to expand. I want to make a name for myself because it can be a personal brand too. Um, Just doing a logo, it doesn't do you much service because most likely, if you're DIYing it, you'll end up with a template a bunch of other people are already using, 
For and sure. the whole memorability factor that comes with creating your brand's logo gets lost from the beginning. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, a brand is so much more than just a logo, even though some people th- think that that's all it is. Um, I mean, that's a that's a big piece, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. because that's that's you know it's your logo, but. I think it comes down to, you know, it, it's like what colors do you choose? What What's your brand mm. voice, your personality, that kind of exactly. stuff. Um, okay, so I'm assuming, um, like, I'm just curious, like, do you do you waste a lot of time on in, in DMing people mm. like Instagram? I think I, I waste more time in kind of being consistent with content creation. Um, the DM conversations when they happen are with people who are kind of already my dream clients. Um, I think the part where I waste more time, uh, it's actually after uh, the client has manifested interest or the lead has manifested interest on the onboarding process. Um, Mm. Okay. So, is okay. I'm, I'm usually Preston kind of steers the conversation here. So <laughs> go um, for it, Clay. <laughs> I, I just kind of want I want to dive into like what what uh, like what the issue. Uh, what, what do you think is the top issue you're having? I think that because my whole messaging and my whole brand is about um, making my clients stand out and diving into what their quirks are and kind of putting those in the spotlight and start instead of blending in with what the rest of the people in their industry are doing. I want to give them that personal custom experience. However, because I'm kind of a perfectionist, um, I tend to go completely overboard and just redo the same thing over and over again with each client that I get. Mm. And finding the balance between um, delivering that custom experience, but also having a a repeatable system of sorts, um, almost like a checklist of things that I should be doing. Um, It's hard to find that that line and that balance. Now, now when you say you're repeating the same thing over and over again, I'm, I'm very curious of your mindset here because... I want to know, is it, are you, do you feel like you're repeating the same thing over and over again out of laziness or you, or are you repeating the same thing over and over again uh, out of people just have the same problems? Um, or like wanting to give everyone a custom different experience. Yeah, I think it's more on that end. There's things that don't get a lot of customization, like an agreement, kind of change the name. And because it's the same type of project, it's done. But there's certain types of things, even just like writing emails, which should be pretty straightforward, that I don't know. I just, I feel like I spend too much time just finding Mm. the right words or uh, when I'm just delivering the presentations for the logos, I want to make sure everything's perfect. And I, when I should have like a presentation template or I just input text images and the overall um, mm-hmm. rationale for the logo, let's say, I just end up doing a whole presentation from scratch when, in theory, I wouldn't need to do it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm following what you're saying here, and I guess I want to dig just a little bit deeper on the issue. Because mm-hmm. the issue you say is that you want to have processes and you want to keep a high touch, high value relationship, but not at not at the cost of like having to do everything from scratch every time with each client. Yeah. I guess my question is like, is the real issue that it's causing that you um, can't take on as many clients as you would like to and so revenue is lower than you yeah. would like it to be? Or is the real issue um, that you get bored with the work doing the same thing over, like creating a new presentation from scratch? Like what's really what's really the problem that that your original problem causes that that's a business mm-hmm. problem. Do you know what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah, I, to- I totally get where, where you're coming from. I think that I like that my project types, i.e. branding projects, um, are always branding projects and I don't get like smaller uh, 
you know, just kind of business cards or uh, mm -hmm. retainer mm -hmm. projects for old clients because I've tried that and that was that does make me bored. Um, but I think that the main problem is wanting to have more clients for sure, not for revenue, but for um, expansion. Just working with more people is always a plus. And getting to know different types of businesses, different industries, uh, is a way of me getting better in my own design skills. Okay. And I feel like that there's something. <laughs> I'm wasting time somewhere that's stopping me from doing that's limiting that. You. Yeah. Okay, so, so, th so this is a bandwidth issue, it sounds like. Um, mm -hmm. revenue aside, you know, it sounds like maybe you're doing okay in terms of revenue, but, but you'd yeah. really like to take on more projects every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sound right. And, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. what's happening is because you're spending so much time on administrative work, meaning so much time crafting a custom presentation, so much time on a custom onboarding for each client, so much time perfecting each project because you, you yourself said you're a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, it sounds like because of the perfectionism, you're not able to take on more clients because each client takes up so much time mm -hmm. uh, that there's just not extra time. Am I am I sort of understanding that right? Does that sound? Yeah, that's precisely okay. it. And there's even issues that we can I can't predict, like when there's revisions, etc. And those have to be taken into account the project's timeline. Yeah. Um, right. So it's all about. It sounds like it's all about processes. Yeah. Um, and scaling processes without losing without losing that personal touch, like you like you brought exactly. up at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, because well, I feel I, like I, when I think... you scale the business, you kind of everything has to be automated in a sense, because that's mm -hmm. how you, how mm -hmm. it takes up the least amount of time. But it's kind of okay. But if everything's automated, then doesn't the person on the other side feel like just a number in essence? Yeah. I mean, it's a legitimate concern. I think uh, I definitely have some advice I'd like to share with you. Clay, I'm sure, mm -hmm. has some advice as well. Before we dive into really some some solutions to this issue, we're going to take just a quick break from our sponsors. Uh, we appreciate the support that our show sponsors give us. Uh, we'll hear a quick message from them, and we'll be right back. Hello and welcome back to Freelance to Founder. Uh, I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co. Joining me on the air today is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. And we are having a coaching session with Eva, who's calling from Portugal. Uh, we've been chatting about her business and uh, about some of the struggles that she's facing in terms of scaling while still keeping a personal touch. This would be a good moment to bring up the Freelancer to Founder scale that we have everybody who comes on the show, which by the way, if you want to come on the show... Like Eva, we love having callers from all over the world um, in all different industries and disciplines. If you haven't come on the show yet uh, and you've been listening for a while, we need you. We need uh, <laughs> people like Eva and people like you to help us move this show forward. We can't have a coaching podcast without people who we can coach through some of the issues they're facing in their business. So we'd love to help you for free. Uh, just visit freelance2founder.com. Scroll, scroll to the bottom of the page and there will be some simple instructions for filling out uh, a questionnaire that's really simple, really easy to fill out. And then you can come on and promote your business and hopefully solve a few of your business problems as well as you just try to scale your freelance business. Again, that's freelance2founder.com. Eva did that. Uh, you put, Eva, that you are currently a one on the freelancer to founder scale, one being freelancer, 10 being founder. Uh, you put that you're currently a one, but that you'd like to be more at a three. I'm, I'm curious after chatting with you why you put yourself at a one because I think I would rate you a little bit higher based on what we've learned sure. about your business so far. Um, is, there, is there a reason you put that you're a one? I mean, I chose the one because uh, if I don't work, I feel like there there's nothing being done. Um, mm. Everything mm -hmm. kind of relates on me from mm -hmm. sending emails, sending invoices, getting the agreements, like all of that admin down to the actual design portion for the branding project. Mm -hmm. That's a common. That's a common. Uh, <laughs> those are common uh, stuff that people <laughs> go through. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, but it's all relative. The scale is all relative to, um, you know. So there's we get a lot of people on this show that are in the same exact situation as you, and they might rate themselves like a three or four. You know yeah, what I mean? True. Like, um, but yeah, no, that's a good question, Preston. Because I, I think I think uh, maybe 
She's the only one that's rated herself as a one, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we've had a couple. Oops. We've maybe had a few. No, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it for sure. I guess we just want to get really clear on like where you're at and where you're currently going. But I think we spent Mm -hmm. the first few minutes before the break talking a lot about that. Let's maybe dive into some some solutions for Eva. Um, I think so. When we talk about, you know, the question was like, how can I scale and still sort of keep a personalized feel to the business, a concierge feel where it doesn't feel like my customers are just a number. My clients are just a number. They don't feel like I'm sort of just, you know, cookie cuttering it or whatever. Yeah. I think I think for me, first of all, uh, and, and I know we sometimes sound like a broken record on this show, but but for me, this sounds like a simple case of hiring someone mm-hmm. or or like hiring technology to do to do something for you. Um, you know, for example, you even said like Create a logo. I apologize. A brand uh, strategy uh, PowerPoint or Google Slides or something like that. A template, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like page one is going to have your your brand and their brand, and page two is going to have their old brand and their new brand. And page, I mean, I don't know what it would be, obviously, but <laughs> but each I get the each, idea. <laughs> each slide would have. And you and you, the thing is, like you can go back and and as you have new ideas with new clients, you can add to the template or change things in the template. It doesn't doesn't mean because you create it today that you have to use it for like ten years. Um, mm-hmm. You could use it on a couple clients and go, hmm, I really didn't. They really didn't seem to like this portion, or I didn't really like this portion, so I'm going to change it. Um, but the idea is then you're you at least are starting with something. You know what I mean? Instead of starting yeah. from scratch, because. You're right. You just you don't have the bandwidth to do the work and then to do all the work from scratch as if you had never done it before. It just it just unless you're charging just insane rates. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I, never gonna. Can be I scalable. ask what you charge? What your what your fee range is? Yeah. So uh, custom branding projects start at uh, three thousand five hundred euros. Okay. What is that? What is that to U.S. dollars right now? <laughs> I could pull, it up. I could pull I that up on Google. I think it's close enough. I think it's like what three k? Probably. Uh, so thirty five hundred euros is almost 4K, 4, oh, it's the okay. other okay. way. Okay. I went. The, oh, I went true. the other way. Yes, I yeah, know. I, was... did, I did too in the beginning, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, it's, so, so it's, I mean, that's a good. That's a good size beginner package. Yeah, I think. I think that's. I think you're priced right, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I, I and for context, I have not. I haven't seen your work or anything, so but I'm just making the assumption you're good. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm looking yeah. through the portfolio right now, and definitely the work merits that kind of price point from what okay. I can see. Okay. Yeah. So I I think I think you are priced right, and Preston, if you don't mind, I can. Uh, I I don't know. Did I actually interrupt you, Preston? I, I don't. No, 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 no. You're good. Go, go for it. <laughs> okay, so. I think you're priced right. Um, I think you can even probably get away with five k, five thousand US dollars, in my opinion. But um, just because I, I think if someone's willing to pay four thousand US dollars, they're willing to pay five, mm. um, and that's a really quick, easy. I know you said that you're not in this for the revenue. This is just kind of a side note. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think there's a couple of things that that you can do to. Uh, to personalize, uh, to to make make the personalization up a level, um, and it has nothing to do with your work. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that it has to be completely related to your work, right? So like you say, you want to do per, like highly personalized stuff, but I, I up until this point, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you've been talking about the actual work. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that it necessarily has to. Um, so what I mean by this is something very, very simple that's just fundamentals. And I know this, this is completely true for the website design and development industry. So mm-hmm. I, I know this is going to be true for your industry, uh, just branding, is communication. Like this is something that people just absolutely just disregard. And what I mean by this is that I don't know why this like this industry, and I'm sure Preston can back me up on this, is like that the communication in the creative fields is terrible. Oh yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it comes back to what we've talked about a lot, which is like we aren't a lot of us aren't trained 
communicators. Like we didn't go to school yeah. to learn project management or client management. We went to school to learn design or branding or development or whatever. Like we're great at our craft, but mm-hmm. unless we work at it, we're not naturally great at managing projects or managing clients or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and as long as you are, honestly, as long as you're up to par um, on communication and you set those expectations with the clients and you're just constantly, consistently communicating with them, mm-hmm. like I think that by itself is already going to make you stand out in front of all your competitors. Because quite honestly, that's clients... And from my experience, they don't care if something is late or behind or something goes wrong or you know something like that as long as it was communicated mm-hmm. where they get yeah. where they get pissed off is where it's the project's late and it's three days yeah. behind deadline and you haven't said anything like mm-hmm. so it's 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 just communicating like I'm gonna start there with fundamentals because like I think I think uh instituting a like like what I have I have a 24 hour uh communication policy so I one of my things is I always respond to any kind of message whether it's a voicemail a phone call a text message an email always within 24 business hours mm-hmm. and so I swear I get clients just because of that I get so <laughs> many referrals just because my clients say oh my gosh you're so quick at at responding Mm-hmm. And so, like that's just fundamentals. The second thing I'll say is, um, is and this is a really easy one is part of your onboarding process for four thousand U.S. dollars or more. If you decide to charge more, to me that is that's high dollar. That's a high fee. Yeah, that is enough for you to send the client a customized gift, personalized gift. Yeah, I usually so, do that at the end of the project, not at do the it at the beginning. beginning. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do it at do the it at the beginning. Okay, you, you'll see you'll see a big difference between the beginning and the end because they'll fall in love with you right from the beginning. Yes, oh, yes. Okay. And what? So, what kind of personalized get personalized gift are you sending? I'm curious. So, actually, at the end of that um, client application questionnaire uh, that leads fill out. I have this question, which is, uh, what makes you happy no matter what? And depending on their answer, I'll send them something. So people have said, uh, my, cool. my cat. Oh, yeah. So I'll send them like a cat toy or oh, perfect. making candles and I'll set them like uh, a wick cutter. Um, mm. it totally depends, but it's not something really cool. huge, but it speaks back to what they've told me previously. Yeah, that's great, and and I and I don't know how you send it, but if you can send it in a in a really nice packaging, that would up the level um, even more. But yeah, no, that that's a perfect personalized gift. A lot of people will try mm-hmm. to send; they'll send swag with their oh, own no. logo on it. I'm oh, like, no. like swag is great <laughs> when someone is not spending as much money with you, but for someone that's yeah. high ticket, high dollar. You need to go stock them on social media, or, or in your case, a questionnaire that's being filled out. Mm-hmm. Like, but as soon as you get that questionnaire, go ahead and send them the gift. Do it yeah. at the beginning. So, like that. Those are the first two that I would start off with. I'm sure Preston's got some other ideas. Well, I, I, I think, uh, I think that's all been fantastic. Just to add to the the gift idea, like, um, I think in your industry particularly, Eva, you know, you could send a really cool gift at the end because you will have worked with them on this new brand. And so that yeah. presents a great opportunity to like make some swag, but with their new brand and yeah. their new logo and colors and all that. So that yeah, would be a really cool opportunity yeah, at the printed, end. Like their, uh, so at the end, there's like this brand style guide. And I've mm-hmm. sent some people like a printed, like really good quality print with a hardcover book of the brand style guide, which kind of just oh, makes perfect. it feel more yeah. luxe. I think that's great for the end. I think that's, I think that's cool. Yeah, and do the I, I would even do like something beginning. unexpected because you almost expect a book. In fact, you could almost work that into your package, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you get a quality printed brand guide. But I, w- I would even do something unexpected at the end, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, something, <laughs> something that you. You know, you you put their brand on something. Maybe it even has to do with the thing you sent them in the beginning. Like you, maybe you get some candles with their with their <laughs> brand colors and their new brand identity and stuff. Sort of worked into it. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I really want to make sure we we talk a lot about uh this this idea too of like 
how, how can I build processes that feel personalized? Yeah. So I have maybe a couple suggestions in that arena, if that would be helpful. Um, so, and we've talked about some of these on the show before, but some of them I've only discovered as of, as of recently. Um, so, so first of all, there's, there's a tool called uh, text expander and there's a, there's a few different ones. I think there's one called a text or something. And, and I use text expander and I use it religiously, like all the time I use this thing <laughs> because what it is, is it, it lets you um, create like canned responses or, or template, templatized, is that a word? <laughs> Tem- template responses <laughs> um, for, for things, for example, like your onboarding or your client yeah. outreach or like these DMs that you get. Uh-huh. You know, you're probably saying the same thing more or less uh, every time, but then like slipping in something personalized. Mm-hmm. What I love about Text Expander is it lets you make a template of, of the stuff that you use over and over again, but it allows you to put in dynamic fields uh, so oh. you can change the personalized stuff. And so, and so for example, uh, you could, you know, you could say like the, the template could say like, Hey, fill in the name, right. And mm-hmm. you just fill in the name <laughs> and, and, uh, and then it would say like, thanks so much for reaching out. I love uh, what I love about your, current company is and then blank 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 right and you yeah. would, you would fill it out so like it saves you like half the time but then the other half of the time you can spend on still keeping it personalized and mm-hmm. then what's cool is text expander will save it like as a snippet so you would type like hashtag uh, Instagram response or IG IGR for I, Instagram response yeah. or something right you can name it whatever you want and then uh, when you type anywhere on your machine, uh, or on your phone, depending on where you're using it, hashtag IGR, it will it will pull up a little dialogue. You fill in the customized parts, and then you hit enter, and it populates that whole template that you created previously. It's oh, really, really powerful. Yeah, super powerful for keeping it very personalized while also like speeding up the process a little bit. So I use that all the time. We will link to that in our show notes uh, for the listeners, anyone who wants to try that out. Another tool that I have used in the past, but I don't use currently, uh, mostly because I've gone from uh, just my business model has switched a little bit. But when I did do more like high ticket work where I had fewer clients with higher ticket prices, kind of like what you're mm-hmm. talking about, yeah. I used a tool called Reply. Uh, yeah. Reply.io, I think is the, the address. And we will also link to it in our show notes. Uh, we are, just for the record, Freelance2Founder is a an affiliate with both of these products. Um, but I don't ever recommend something I haven't tried and that I don't like. So um, if you do click a link, listeners, thank you so much for supporting the show. We'll have links again in the show notes for both of these tools. Um, but but uh, Reply to IO used to be just an email tool and now it's super cool. It's like you can do texting, you can do uh, LinkedIn, you can do like all sorts of stuff. And it's the same kind wow. of idea. So you can create messages. Here's what's different though. So instead of like on the fly using text expander to respond to a DM. This mm-hmm. is more like an outreach tool. So you can write a, a really cool outreach uh, pitch mm-hmm. and then leave a blank spot for some personalization. Like, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a whatever fan too, or I saw that you love da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw that you love Harry Potter. And so mm-hmm. so then you like fill in the Harry Potter piece, but then next time they like something else and you fill that in instead. Um, yep. And what it does is is it allows you to upload. Um, like a spreadsheet. So you might have this really personalized, templatized email or LinkedIn message. But then in the spreadsheet, it says like, um, Preston Lee for my name. And then it'll say Harry Potter for the thing that I like. And it'll (laughs) say like Utah for the place that I live, right? And it'll populate those fields into the message. And so all you have to do is like upload a spreadsheet with very personalized information, and it will send. It will start sending me those messages with the personalized touch at scale. So it's oh, wow. super powerful. Really, really cool. Um, so you might look into a couple of those tools, and and I would say like, from where I sit, the two options you have are are finding tools like Text Expander or Reply, yeah, or hiring like an assistant, someone who yeah. can Just start sending to... this stuff for you because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, scaling is just going to be impossible. I don't know what's yeah. what's resonating, Eva. How how are we doing? Are we on the right track? What are you thinking? We are absolutely on the right track. Side note: I just love that you mentioned Harry Potter in there. That was a perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's all about finding 
the right tools that uh, fit within the process that I already have and the bits that are working. Um, because we don't need to, you know, rebuild the wheel here. Yeah, it's just yeah, kind exactly. of perfecting things. Yeah, it's um, you know, one I, I Preston, I love those tools that you you mentioned. However, if you're something somebody like me who still wants to go above <laughs> even beyond <laughs> that kind of like cuz you know you still have to do a little bit of manual work with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I'm I'm totally all about the personalization, but I'm also about complete automation. Like mm-hmm. I like finding a balance. And so I want to mention a couple of things that I think um, that that completely work for me, and it might work for you. It may not. It could also work for some of the listeners listening in. So, I, I, I'm all about like how what what are the processes that I can just not that I can completely do away with mm. on every single client, no matter what. So, like for example, um, my onboarding email is the same. My when I launch a website, for example. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same no matter every single time. Mm. And so it's like, hey, launch your website. Here are the couple things you need to know. Um, if you need to make changes, like here's how you do it. Like it's it's just a yeah. post-launch email, right? Mm-hmm. And so so some of the things that I the, the way I've done this is like I've broken up every like so I've thought I've thought about the entire process from beginning to end. So there's basically just to break it up in s- simple terms, there's onboarding, then there's the project in the middle, um, and then there's Post project, right? Yeah. So, what I've done is I've completely automated my onboarding and my post launch. Mm. And what I've done that is I've d- I've done that with automate marketing automation software. So I personally use Keep, uh, which is formerly Infusionsoft. There's other mm-hmm. ones out there, um, but I like Keep. Um, and so the way I do this is I actually have whenever somebody wants to sign up for a service, I actually have a a place on my website where they can actually just pay for it, mm, right? So okay. that way, I don't I don't have to go and and do and I don't know how you do proposals and agreements, but like I I have them sign electronically right on my website with a e signature uh, document along with a payment, and I just send them a link. That's it. I said sign up here. Here's the link. Done. And then once they mm-hmm. do it. They sign it. They pay for it. I got the money. I got the agreement. I don't have to deal with any kind of back and forth. Sent like preparing my proposal and agreement, sending it to them, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like I don't have to deal with that. And then once that happens, because I have automation, as soon as they both pay and sign, mm-hmm. I have a series of emails and texts mm-hmm. that get sent to them automatically. I don't like have to funnel. do. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a funnel, but it, in this in this case, it is it's um it's specific to onboarding and and post launch. Yeah, and so yeah, it's, it's have, kind of more like a more like a drip sequence that you might often uh-huh. see in marketing. Like when you sign up for someone's blog or something, you get a series of emails and you recognize yeah. that it's the same thing, but but with onboarding your client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the way to like so I have I have certain things in here though that are built in. So like it's only it's trigger based. As long as after they pay and sign the agreement, but also um, whenever uh, because there's a certain tag that's applied. But like even whenever I, you know, we we build the website, we get it all launched. Whenever I we're done with the website, I all I have to do is log into my keep and apply a tag. That's it, mm-hmm. and it's done. I don't have to pull up my, an email. I don't have to copy and paste anything like. I just apply a tag and then the yeah, emails that's are sent. Really smart. <laughs> but like here here's a really cool way to really personalize that I it gives it gives the perception of personalization but it's really not is I took my phone, I did a really quick 10 sec 10 to 15 second selfie video like really raw. Mm-hmm. Um it's not edited, it it looks really raw and I don't say the person's name in there. Um but I say Hey, uh, I just wanted to send you a really quick. I I just sent you an email, but I really I, I just want to send you a quick video, really quick, uh, just to say that I really enjoyed working on this project with you because I thought an email was not good enough, and so I'm sending you a text. That's so really that's cool. that's built into my automation. I don't do anything. Yeah. I don't actually pull it out every single time. 
Like yeah. I just, it's the same video every single time. But yeah. my, when my clients receive it, they think it's specifically for them. Mm-hmm. Because it's a text message and it's a raw selfie video. Yeah. So you can do things like that where clients think it's personalized and custom to them, but it really mm-hmm. isn't. So what if, um, let's say that uh, the client, so because you're, you're just sending a link, they kind of sign the agreement, pay for it, it's done. But what if the start date for the project isn't up until like a couple months from now? How, how does that? Uh, it depends on which software that you're using. Uh, so that's a really good question. It, it has to do with... Um, there is a way to do that in in onboarding, so it, it's all about tags. Mm-hmm. So without getting without getting too deep on this level, <laughs> you can. I mean, it can be very very complicated. Yeah. Um, but if you find, it, you know, you can learn it. But if you find somebody who knows what they're doing um, with marketing automation, this can be built in where a, a tag is not is it doesn't it doesn't start until a certain tag is applied. Mm-hmm. And so if there if there's a delay, um, you know, there's some ways to do that depending on which software you use. You can do it to where um where it's it's tagged when certain events happen, or uh you can just and this may not be fully automated, but you can do it, let's just say you have a project that doesn't start for another couple months. Mm-hmm. Um but so you can you can actually set a calendar, and I do this sometimes. I set in my in my Google Calendar. I'll set a, a, a reminder to to uh, apply a tag to a certain client. So mm, I'll set a okay. reminder in my Google Calendar two months from now to do that. And that that applying a tag takes two seconds. Yeah. So, um, but depending on the situation, you could do it to where a tag is not applied until certain things happen. So it just depends on. How yeah, I've seen I've seen like in a few of these software and now I, I you know I don't think they some of that I'm thinking of like Fiverr Workspace formerly Andco, um, you know I think um, Hectic maybe does this kind of thing. I don't know that they have the more robust like texting them, emailing them, that kind of stuff. But definitely mm-hmm. like when to send a proposal, like don't send a proposal till the contract is signed or or vice versa. I guess it would be. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have seen that those can be adjusted based on date. So, like, if your project doesn't start for two months, then yeah, the the initial, you know, maybe the contract gets signed, and then based on the date on the contract, the start date on the contract, then the next automation doesn't happen until like three days before the start date, for example. So, I, I, think, I, would, yeah, I think there are ways you can do that. I like I like that. I think a better way to do that is to is to go ahead and get the contract signed because you know you obviously want to sign a deal and get the ink. But what I would do is in your situation. So if you're charging uh, four thousand US dollars, I would get a deposit, right? I would yeah, get sure. a deposit, but then tell the client that the the remainder is due a week before you actually start it. And you can you can you can schedule this right, mm-hmm. um, and just tell them pay the remainder uh, on this date, which is going to be a week before we start it. And then that particular payment form can be you can have an automation where a tag is applied just on that final deposit. Okay, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, that's the way I would do it. Yeah, that's actually super helpful because some projects, you know, like I said in the beginning, some are really long from the get-go. Some get revisions um, that kind of weren't expected and get longer um, Mm -hmm. as the time goes by. And it's helpful to have, uh, because it really is much simpler to just do a tag than to go on my Google Calendar, see what the expected date to project one finish was, and then Mm -hmm. calculate, okay, so if this finishes by... Monday, the next one can only start by whatever, because that's mm-hmm. what's currently happening, and it's not feasible anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, really, I think if there's if there's a takeaway from this episode for me, it's like you you need to probably start embracing some of this automation software mm-hmm. uh, that that can keep a personalized feel because that is important, obviously, yeah. but that that doesn't burn you out on personalization. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think look into some of the software. I think that'll put you on the right track. Um, is there anything else that, that we need to chat about before we wrap up this episode? No, I don't think so. I liked how this episode started with the gift you sent Clay and that he hasn't seen yet and <laughs> kind of circled back into gifting. Um, so I, I feel like I'm definitely going to explore all the tools that were mentioned and I'm, I'm, I must find something that kind of is a hub for all of that admin work because that's what it's missing really. I love it. Perfect. Well, we'd love to check back in with you in a few months and see how that's going for you. Um, and if you need any help along the way, you know how to reach us. But before we uh, end the call today, maybe you can let people know where they can find out more about your business, Eva. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm most active on Instagram, which would be Eva Coat Design, um, the handle. I guess that's not really easy because it's a Portuguese name, but uh, I think it will be in the show notes. And yes, definitely. Then, we can add it there. Uh, my website, which is the exact same thing, but .com. <laughs> so it's it's E V A C O U T O design. Design, exactly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking time to chat with us today, Eva. It's been a pleasure. Thank you thanks so much. Lot. Thanks, Clay. See you guys later. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit M-I-L-L-O dot C-O to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.